0: Welcome to the Health Leaders Patient Engagement Podcast. I am Chris Cheney, Senior Clinical Care Editor for Health Leaders. Today, I'm excited to welcome Josh Weiner, President and CEO of SR Health by Solution Reach. Josh, thanks so much for being here. Chris, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me today. We're going to get right into our questions. Josh, what is the latest research telling us about what patients want when it comes to patient communication?
1: Well, look, uh, we've known for quite some time that more and more patients across demographic groups, young and old, rural, urban, rich and poor, that text messaging mattered more and more to them. This is something that's been going on for quite some time. One of the things that we set out to do, and this is in a a post- onset of, of COVID world is understand what the impact of these changing preferences mean for healthcare organizations themselves. And so we ended up doing a proprietary patient uh, study. In fact, we collaborated with, with Hims on it. And, and what we found, well, I'll tell you what we asked, Chris. We, we asked, would you consider changing your healthcare provider on the basis of getting a more modern communication experience. And we asked all patients across the board uh, this this same question of, of their willingness to switch on that basis alone. So again, nothing to do with care, nothing to do with medicine, quality of the facility, ease of parking location purely on the basis of modern communication like text messaging. And what we found was that patients under the age of 50 responded overwhelmingly. 64% of them said, yes, I would switch. And over the age of 50, 33% of them said, yes, I'd, I'd consider switching. And when you add that all up, that's over 130 million patients in the U.S. alone, if you kind of multiply that through, who are up for grabs, essentially, who are saying, you know, I may be very happy with the care I'm receiving, but I'd be open to a more modern experience. And my personal belief, I think this is supported by by a, a lot of experiences that you might have had, but also hard data that we could we could track down, is that the pandemic really accelerated this. You know, another thing that we saw is that we saw that patient satisfaction dipped during during the pandemic there was a phase where we were patient with each other we were we you know had had grace and acceptance of the fact that we were encountering a difficult time and that, that was tough operationally but when patients saw businesses in their communities adapt so quickly to being able to do you really, you know, deliver great services in a contact-free fashion? You know, I think patients within healthcare organizations that may may have pivoted to telehealth quickly and other things found like a lot of the rest of the communication lagged, and, and that really drove to what, what we observed as a double-digit decline in patient satisfaction over this year, which, again, I think feeds into this, this imperative to, to embrace modern communication, it's resoundingly
0: supported by the data. Everyone really want text, even older patients and those in more rural communities?
1: Everyone implies everyone, like a hundred point zero, zero percent. And you know, we're, we don't live in a, at least we don't make business decisions, neither do our clients on the basis of, of everyone, but absolutely overwhelmingly Older patients want text messaging. Rural communities are, are as or more reliant on technology because of the the distance that they have to get get access to certain things. And so, you know, when you look at again, look at the pandemic as an example, how many folks do you know personally who became quite proficient? In Zoom or go to meeting or or FaceTime or or even text messaging, who um, who maybe were not before the pandemic because that became a really important means of connecting with their with their loved ones. That was my personal experience. I imagine it's your yours as well that you saw a lot of a lot of folks who are older um, do really really well with technology over the past year plus.
0: Absolutely. Can a text first approach Really be used across all aspects of the appointment or patient journey?
1: Yes, it sure can. I love that you asked that because it's a phrase we use a lot here text first, not text only, text first. And this is a gap that we see in, in healthcare. It's this notion that, you know, well, text, we can use text for some things, but other things should be done you know with a with a call or or other things they they really should be handled in person or other things a telehealth appointment or or other things uh, oh boy a paper a paper bill I still get a, a paper bill from time time to time uh from from healthcare providers that that we have and and that's that's where we see there's a pitfall right because every we believe that every interaction can and should involve a text uh, message. And if you look at every, any example, whether it's scheduling an appointment, whether it's a lab result, a prescription refill, a, an appointment preparation guide, a follow-up question, you know what, even if it's a phone call, this is an argument I make a lot when I, when I speak, it's even if you are about to call your patient because it's a very sensitive conversation, Uh, that needs to be handled that way. Text them first. Why? Because they're gonna pick up the phone. You know, we, we as a society have largely stopped answering phone calls from unidentified numbers and voicemail, forget it. I check my voicemail every two or three days. Chris, I don't know how often you check yours. I think I check my voicemail more often than a lot of people. And I'm checking it every two or three days. So, so shoot me a text. If we need to have a phone call, just shoot me a text and let me know that you're going to give me a buzz or let's figure out the right time to do it. That's what we mean by text first.
0: We are going to take a quick break. Stay with us for more with Josh when we come back. Welcome back. We are talking with Josh Wiener, president and CEO of SR Health by Solution Reach. Next question. What is the risk of not updating your patient communication program?
1: Good, good question. I mean, I think there are a lot of risks. But first and foremost is that you're going to lose patients that you have worked every day so hard to bring into your practice to treat as well as you treat them, to give them the care that they need. And you're going to, you know, you do risk losing them. When we talk about 130 million Americans who are open to switching on the basis of the communication program that's in place at their provider organization, these are your patients. We are talking about your patients. I think you'll also struggle to acquire new ones. A modern patient communication can be very, very effective in reaching and onboarding and converting new patients who will get the benefit of your care and the fact is that we as patients we as consumers we're looking for a healthcare experience that now has a lot more in common with the convenience and availability and intelligence from a digital perspective is you know as companies like uber and netflix and and Doordash, or if you think about Delta and, and how can you know convenient the Delta application is for, for scheduling and things around, around air travel, these are experiences that healthcare consumers are now expecting. The good news is is that largely they're available. It it, it just takes some gumption to get going and, and create some change. Because Healthcare is harder, it is more complicated, and healthcare organizations are heroic and their workers are heroes. This is not an easy environment in which to drive change, but if we've learned anything over the past year, it's that change is, is possible. And so we can get, get to work mitigating this risk. What what I'd say is if you look at the tough thing about, about not getting information from your trusted provider is that you've got patients who really are going to Dr. Google. And and that's where they're going for their information. And they're slipping kind of out of your circle. And, And I think the bigger risk kind of beyond just losing patients is that patients aren't going to get the care that they need unless you've got a modern communication in place to reach them. And again, it's available and we've seen so much progress against this since since covid it really accelerated a lot of things
0: if there was one change healthcare organizations could make today to improve patient communication what should they do
1: start simple start with something that's achievable we do believe that a text first approach is something that's just that it's simple It's achievable. It supports this concept that a lot of, a lot of healthcare leaders are talking about digital front door, right? But when we really dig in, we start to see with text messaging and other ways in which we can automate important email and secure messaging and other things. We can create a situation where there, it's not just a front door but it's a side door, it's a back door, it's a trap door, all sorts of entry points, really a no wrong door approach is an exciting one to imagine to where patients can reach you no matter how they try. And if you're you're sitting there on the other side and you've got a manageable way to ingest patient communications, get them to the right folks in your organization. Well, guess what? Your organization's gonna be healthier as a result of that because you're now taking much better care of your patients and doing it in a modern and compelling fashion. So we advocate start simple, a no wrong door approach and, and get going. I'll just close that thought by sharing, you know, what it was like for my wife and I to have a baby, during the pandemic. And in fact, we found out that my wife was pregnant during the pandemic. And the entire pregnancy was during the pandemic and lots of things were changing and shifting. And it really was a remarkable experience to see our care team do such a great job evolving just in that short nine month time period where first we were figuring out Is it virtual? Is it in person? If it's in person, can I go? Is my wife the only person who can go to the prenatal appointments? There were so many questions leading up to every single appointment, and it was just a a reminder of how important having modern communications are throughout that new new process. And we had to be nimble, we had to be flexible, and we were, and at at the end of the day, I mean, the care that we received was unbelievable, but the communication, you know, was we were figuring it out. We were, as, you know, as we were as we were going. And I think we all learned. We as a as a whole society, as a world, we learned from that in terms of how we can we can really do this. We can do this better when we put our our, our minds to it. And so, so I'd kind of close that thought by saying, let's gear up, make a change. Now is a good time to be a change to make a change and, God forbid, get ready for the next pandemic, but in the interim, just deliver a really amazing experience that we might not have otherwise imagined.
0: Josh, it has been wonderful talking with you. Thank you for being here and sharing your expertise with us.
1: Chris, thanks for having
0: me. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on the Health Leaders Patient Engagement Podcast.